Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Happy Wednesday. I'm so happy that you're here. I know that you may not be listening to this on a Wednesday. However, I'm shooting it on a Wednesday and new podcasts released every Wednesday. So I hope that you jump right in when you see that a new episode is launched and you take it all in. So happy Wednesday. I really love the energy of Wednesdays. Really, I do. I feel like it's like a balance, right? The balance of the week. It's like a middle Some people say it's hump day, just got to get over that hump. I don't know. I like the energy of Wednesdays. So today we are talking about a really fun and interesting topic, something that I love chatting about. And as I shared on my Instagram that this is my last pregnancy. So I'm taking it all in because this is my last opportunity in real time to share about Things related to pregnancy, spirituality, meditations, just energetic stuff, things that help me. Um, So I reached out to you guys and opened it up to really hear what you guys want to hear from me about pregnancy and what you want me to share. And one of the things that I heard was how to connect to your baby during pregnancy. And I love this topic because I have personal experience of it but also the wisdom that I bring to it is what I learned while I was in my kundalini yoga and meditation training while I was pregnant with Ayan. So my teachers always used to laugh and they're like you got a two-for-one special because whatever you're feeling and all the meditations I was doing and all the chanting I was doing my baby was feeling that and it was so true that Ayan would be so 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 quiet and not moving in my belly. And then we would have 4 a.m. sadhanas that we would have to go to. And immediately when the meditation would start or when the gongs would start, he would be like jumping. It was so amazing. I could sense that he was feeling all the energy. And so, of course, with Rihan, I was not in that full-on immersion of that class experience which I felt sad I was like oh my gosh she's not gonna get to experience it however I was now attuned and knew those skills and those meditations and different things so I did it myself and I felt a different yet very synergetic experience when I connected with Rihan and I want to share um, just a little bit about what I learned from the connection of a mother and a child and how that time when the baby is in the womb, so much spiritually is going on. You're clearing the subconscious of a mind. You're forming the subconscious of a baby. It really is so in-depth. And I want to put this disclaimer out there, right? This is, if you're looking for scientific proof for the things that I'm saying, it potentially may not be out there. This is one of those wisdoms, and I think spirituality is really like that, where you listen to it and you let it vibrate in your cells. And when you know something is the truth, you just know it. There is a feeling within you. And it's just this vibration, this knowing. And I think a lot of this wisdom is just kind of like that. It's like 
what Oprah says, that when you get an aha, like whether you hear someone say something or you read something and you're like, whoa, that gave me like a huge epiphany or aha. That aha is simply a recognition of what your soul is already known and it's a remembrance of it. It's just putting it into this language or this words that your soul is re-remembering something and that's why it it affects you in such a powerful way. It jolts you in a powerful way. So when I share this, or really any of my podcasts that's related to spirituality, use your own internal guidance and intuition and see how it vibrates within you. Does it feel like the truth? Does it not feel like the truth? And use that as your guide. This is not about, okay, well, where's the scientific proof of this? Really, like I said, a lot of a lot of spirituality, only science is now catching up with it, right? Like the last 20 years of doing brain research on how meditation helps. But Thousands and thousands of years, yogis and rishis and sages and Buddhists knew that meditation was a powerful way of connecting our energy, creating a balance in our system. They didn't need that scientific proof. So I just share that because I know that I want to respect all the left brain, logic minded individuals. We all have that as a part of us. Um, But when I share this, like I said, you may want to reach out and be like, where's the proof of this? And the proof of really where I learned this is through my Kundalini training, through my teachers. And I've experienced a lot of what I'm sharing. And I share it from that point of view, right? Not just like regurgitating what I've heard, but also like what I've experienced um, through my two pregnancies and now my third. Birthing and pregnancy is such a transformative time. It's not just for your body, but your energy, your soul. Each birth that you go through, you are literally birthing a new version of yourself every single time. And I found that every single pregnancy that I've had, there has been a lesson or a uh, situation or a problem or a, a pattern that I've been called to bring to the surface to shift and move out. It has not been comfortable. It brings up, it's like an intensity, like AP class, I feel like, of bringing things to the surface. It's like a bubbling. And I've always felt that what feels called emotionally to bubble up during your pregnancy, when you clear it and heal it within yourself, you're clearing it and healing it so it's no longer part of the karma of your child. Those patterns, when we talk about breaking the cycle and the patterns and the habits of generational trauma or beliefs, you're doing such transformative work in such a short period of time in those nine months that the baby is in your womb Whatever you heal, you're healing it for them. So it doesn't have to be a lesson that they have to learn the hard way. And that's what I've truly felt. Like what is this connection of the lesson that I'm being called to learn that is somehow connected to the soul of my unborn child? And so just focus on whatever is arising, the emotions. It could feel like an emotional roller coaster every single day. You're more sensitive. You need more rest. I had my therapist who's actually very spiritually inclined. She does a lot of energy work. Um, It's the 
best blend of two worlds, a psychotherapist who's also very spiritual. And she says that sleeping is so healing. It heals your inner child. So when we're being called to rest, things are coming up and we're processing. We might feel like, oh, we're wasting time or, you know, why are we so tired? It's because, you know, our body's going through a lot. Yes, that's true. However, energetically and spiritually, we're detoxing and we're clearing and we're healing and we're we're raising ourselves too to be the earth angel that that specific soul needs for guidance and support right not from an egoic state right yes our children are born through us however they are not ours right they have their own mission their own gifts we're just a vessel to support them for a period of time so that they can learn to step into their truth their dharma their um, ability to understand their gifts we could create opportunities for them to stand into their highest truth we are there to maybe potentially share wisdom from our own mistakes in our life that may guide them however their lessons may be very different to what ours are their way of learning the journey of them getting to where they need to be will be different than ours and so we have to remember that and uh, when we recognize that from birth that this child has their own karma, their own lessons, and we are just a vessel to guide, not to demand, not to control, not to push our viewpoints and our beliefs onto them. They're just a blank slate in that respect, in an essence. So while a woman is pregnant, many times we may not realize this, and I thought this was very fascinating, but I heard that you know many of the challenges our own mothers and difficulties they may have felt or the beliefs that they had felt during pregnancy with us may manifest out. So if the mother was insecure, didn't want the child or was going through their own um, healing of past life trauma of, you know, not feeling ready, you might feel that. And I did feel that with my birth with Rehan and during my whole pregnancy it was so weird of course I wanted the baby it's not like that I just get got these feelings of not being secure and these feelings of not wanting the baby and it didn't make any sense and then until after he was born it became clear because I had a vision through meditation of our past life together and in that past life I had been raped and I'd gotten pregnant with the soul of who Rihan was at that time but the minute that he was born there was this cosmic connection that our soul had felt in that lifetime and this lifetime so it was almost like a lesson from that that lingering from that life that was being called up so many times when we think about yeah maybe it's a lesson that our parents went through but it could be a past life it could be generational it could be something that's passed down from our you know great great grandmothers um you know it's it's Sometimes we don't need to know where it's stemming from, but just allowing no matter how crazy it may feel for whatever that circumstance is coming up, it's just honoring it and just not having to always like just be okay with not knowing the answers. 
So just a little bit about the background of what I'm going to be sharing. So as you guys know, I am a teacher and student of Kundalini Yoga and Meditation. And the yogi and the master that brought Kundalini Meditation to the West was Yogi Bhajan. He's no longer in physical form. However, in the 60s and 70s he and 80s, he did so many live lessons and courses and teachings. And there's a lot of videos. There's a lot of books on his teachings. And so he talked a lot about pregnancy. He talked a lot about conscious pregnancy. He talked a lot about motherhood and the power of the prayer of the mother. He had a lot of meditations. He had a lot of um, breath work, what a mother should do while she's pregnant to help clear the karma and build the subconscious mind of a child in the womb. And he believed that motherhood is the greatest service and sacrifice. And the relationship between a mother and child begins from the womb. A child is born to you through helping them face their karma in this life. It's not about ego. It's not about you controlling them. It's not a substitute for the lack of love that you've not received. A child has nothing to do with that. A child is born through you so that you can prepare him to face time in this realm and experience their soul and reach liberation. So if you want to give strength to your son or daughter, it's about you embodying this wisdom of the divine, of you being that example. So that will be their guide on this path of who they're truly destined to be. And one of the greatest things that Yogi Bhajan would say is that the human birth is a very rare and very precious experience and it's only in the human body that we can attain the door of liberation a soul can only reach liberation when it incarnates into a human form and it has earned that privilege because of previous births that it's gone through and it's been blessed with that grace to further evolve its soul so when a woman conceives a child she becomes the channel literally of divine opportunity for a worthy and deserving soul and she can use her creative powers to truly awaken her mahashakti her inner mother strength to bless this child through prayer and kundalini yoga gives us one of the most beautiful purest forms of prayers that we can do to help clear the consciousness of a child and to embody this purpose of why they're coming here and so when I share this with pregnant women I like to do it on a one-on-one setting because there's such a sanctity and reverence to this prayer it must be saying with devotion and intention in a specific way and it's not as easy as just like dropping it on YouTube listening to it on Spotify or watching a quick video on Instagram so if you are pregnant and you want to learn more about bringing forth this highest intention and prayer to your child let me know email me and I can certainly serve and help you to do that but the purpose of the mother is really essentially to serve and support the soul of the child so they can reach liberation in this lifetime and the purpose of the child is to understand this chance to be able to remember its purpose and its dharma of why it's here and to fulfill the best possible chance of this liberation through this lifetime and anything else between the mother and child is a worldly trap it is illusion it is maya it is the relationship of the ego which creates too much attachment and conditional love and it creates karma between the soul of the parent and the child 
So as a mother, the protective prayers that we do is the potentiality that gives this soul, this child, the highest spiritual destiny. And if the child can receive this prayer in the womb, it can also reach that liberation. It can be encoded with the wisdom of what it's meant to do without having to take too many detours. If you say detours are obviously a part of the light journey it mistakes are part of the life journey but there's not as much confusion of I'm a light being that I'm here for a purpose that I have gifts that I have a mission I'm not here to conform and to be part of this 3d realm I'm here to bring light bring consciousness to bring evolution and growth to not only myself but to others there's this deep hardwired remembrance of this and even though we may forget or they may forget to a certain degree it's not completely forgotten gotten like how we were where we're completely decoded of it based on the way that the systems and how we were parented and how schools ran it doesn't have to be as lost if that makes sense because it's so under the surface and part of who they are so one of Yogi Bhajan's simple ideas was that whatever is in the mind of a pregnant mother gets imprinted on the child so which is nine months and four days exclusive of the date of conception so whatever she conceives and imagines her child to be that will be the structure built upon in the child in the first 120 days and this is the very very interesting thing so in kundalini yoga you have a celebration for mothers on the 120th day after the day of conception because they believe that at 120 days and that's around week 20 21 of your pregnancy that is when the soul actually enters into the body in your womb up until that point there is a energetic connection of the soul that is going to inhabit the body but they haven't fully resided into it the interesting thing with this is is that that's the time right when there's an energetic connection if we let's just for a moment say this is truth and we're like using that as our guide point at this moment the most miscarriages happen in that first trimester month when technically they say that the energetic soul is connected to the body but the soul is not in the body and so a lot of times that's when we have miscarriages and then after that 120 days think about when you were pregnant and when you actually started feeling the baby up until that point I know I felt that sometimes you're like wait is everything okay like if you're feeling healthy and you're not feeling sick sometimes those are your only signs that you're pregnant and then you get to this point where you're like I feel okay, but I don't even feel like there's a baby inside. Um, you know, there's that there's that lull period until you then start feeling the baby. And I know for myself, it didn't feel real. Like I couldn't really connect to the baby until like I felt the baby. And there was some shift. And again, this is something that you have to experience for yourself. So on the day of my 120th day celebration for Ayan, we did kind of a big celebration 
And what you're supposed to do in that celebration is you chant, um, you have spiritually minded people together. We had, um, you know, food. It was really, really high vibe, high energy. And you're inviting the soul into the womb. You're praying for the mother to shape her subconscious as well to help clear the karma of the child it is so remarkable and it was so beautiful to hear all that chanting and that intention together and that's when it felt real after that that I could actually feel like I connected to the baby for Rehan I did it on my own I knew all the chants um I didn't actually have a uh gathering per se but I did the chants myself and again I had the same sort of experience and that's the same thing that I'm going to be doing for this third pregnancy um is have that day where I'm just going to dedicate to the different prayers and the different affirmations and the different things like that becoming a mother is a journey and along the way you are confronted within yourself so much of the world that you didn't know things that in fact you didn't even know were playing a part and it truly helps you prepare so you are your child's first teacher and for the first three years of her or his life your aura and the child's aura is one so from the first day of your child's life your life your rhythm even your waking and sleeping is no longer decided by you and the challenge you face are so real you're tested emotionally physically mentally yet 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 at the same time you experience this overwhelming nurturing devotion and unconditional love which gets you over that it's your guiding light in that and so this is the beginning of a long journey the greatest journey you will take in your life and because the act of becoming a mother is so profound and challenging it's essential to prepare yourself every level now i'm talking mind body soul energy because for the first 40 days after childbirth your body is going through a big adjustment right it's not the same body that you had before it becomes a vessel of giving milk or just healing itself it's a vital time to nurture ourselves and so meditation even in that period and regulating your breath uh, when you're holding your baby and around your baby is so crucial because this is your time to bond because your auras are still connected as one and your child is learning how to make earth its home right so if you are in a more relaxed contained content state the child will be able to move forward in fearlessness and strength so they should be connected with you yes you take your break take a shower do all those things to help you feel like yourself but don't force yourself like to get back into your old life. Oh, I got to get out there, get into my jeans, get out and meet my girlfriends into your old life because there's something that's being called to you to rise up during that period of time. Take care of yourself. Keep your child in a calm, serene environment so that that essential bonding of that mother and child and even the father and child can be created. I think what Yogi Bhajan would say is that many traumas in a child's life can be avoided if you make this time um, really a precious union and you know you don't have to have tons and tons of people and different energies around the child and which I loved I always felt like you know keeping the visitors to a minimum is essential because there's always that obligation of like you need to have your house look a certain way or you know the baby's not ready to to be awake when they come and then you know there's always like just 
drama and politics that can happen. So after those first 40 days, like I said, after they're born, um, the child continues to need the mother. You are giving values and virtues, creating a nurturing and caring environment, the way that you talk, the way that you hold, the way that you breathe. This is essential. But it's also really important to remember that taking care of ourselves, like postpartum depression is real so if you are not feeling in that energetic state I actually did two podcasts like getting help from a therapist or talking about postpartum depression or anxiety so so crucial they are real things so just be aware if that's showing up for you there's a reason why it's showing up because it's meant to be healed and if you step up and heal that that is going to be transformative for the soul of your child because you're taking that trauma of that emotional, mental, physical, and you're trying to detox and heal it. So remember that it might not be all rainbows and butterflies, right? It's not going to be all easy mentally and emotionally. And just remember to keep your discipline of breathing and meditation strong. Be patient with yourself and your child, right? You're learning to, you're meeting someone new and you're learning to to get to know them in their human form. But I felt like when the connection is deep with your child from the soul level in the womb, it makes that transition a little bit easier. Um, and yes, being a mother, let's be honest, is the greatest sacrifice and the greatest blessing. So there are tons of practices to enable you to raise yourself and your child in a way that can assist your soul, assist you, and assist them to come to the planet in a human form that is radiant, that is soulful, that is connected to their truth, and every child is innocent and connected to their energy body, their past lives, they're connected with that awareness that eventually they lose. So let's try to keep that connection strong. Because the power of the woman and the mother is to liberate seven generations back and seven generations forward. So that's why a lot of times the the complexity of what is showing up emotionally and why there's such a big emotional overwhelm is because I almost feel like we are a portal at that time. We are so intuitively connected. We're energetically sensitive. We are open in a way that we have never been before. And so that's why after the 120th day, now the soul who decided which body, which parents, which environments would best serve their lifetimes um, is their accumulated karmas are going to show up and it's time that if we heal the samskaras those patterns that are being passed on from life cycle to life cycle we're just healing them in a way and empowering them in a way to bring a higher consciousness and that was something that a mom asked me how do we invite a higher consciousness soul into being or birthing through us and that really depends on your state of consciousness, how much you're meditating, how much you're clearing out your own patterns, the beliefs, um, you know, really doing the work yourself is what's going to hold you in a higher vibration to attract a soul that will say, this is the environment and the parents and the, the place that I need to be born in order for me to fulfill my dharma. You will essentially be inviting a soul who has a uh, cosmic light worker type of 
consciousness and dharma that they're trying to play out without having the hiccups of survival and the breaking down of self-worth in a way that they're working through it with therapists all throughout their teens and 20s to then just get at that point. They're just going to skip through a lot of the stuff that we had to work through emotionally and mentally and just lesson-wise, spiritual lesson-wise. So from the 120 day onward, pregnancy forward, the mother's thoughts, the emotions, the energy actually lays the track in the child's mind. They continue to be a part of that child's entire life, right? So some of the, the patterns that we've had, you're like, how did this get rooted in me? Well, it was rooted even before we were here. And that's why it's so high, hardwired. Like think about our relationship with money or poverty or trusting other people or relationships or fear of birth or birthing or um you know the, the fears can run so deep and we're not even aware of it um and it's something that expands beyond what our personal experience as a human individual in this life could be so whatever it is that you're feeling and things will arise emotions will arise do not suppress it if it's anger if it's sadness if it's disappointment if it's jealousy if it's frustration allow it to show up because as you allow it to bubble to the surface you can let it go and it becomes released so that's one mistake that it's like oh my gosh like I'm feeling all these like intense emotions is my baby gonna feel it you're the soul knows that if it's being bring forth with the intention to release it it's not going to imprint on it right it's being brought up to be detox that's the journey of healing and detoxing so how do we raise our vibration so that we can connect to the child the first thing I want to say about connecting to your child is that energetically you know you may not feel connected during the womb time and that is okay Every pregnancy is different. And I'll be honest, I felt more connected to Ayan than I did when I was pregnant with Rihan. And that's not because of any fault of the mother. It's just the processing that's happening. And the reality of life too. When you're pregnant the first time, all your focus and attention is on the pregnancy. Right? And when you're pregnant the second, third, fourth time, you have other children other responsibilities sometimes you don't have that space to just like be with the energy and so for me I love teaching mothers how to connect to that energy different meditations and prayers that connect the souls of you and that child because it's a synergistic way and a really quick way in an essence that you'll know that you're creating a bond and a connection because it's your intention to do that and to respect the sanctity of these prayers and these meditations and these energetic connections and this breath work I really work one-on-one with moms and so if this is something that's interesting to you that you're pregnant right now and you want to embody and raise the vibration of you the mother to be uh then definitely reach out to me email me at thejal at thejalvpatel.com and we will schedule a coaching session for me to do that I'm not going to go through that so much in the podcast because I think it loses the 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 value and the connection of 
how powerful these meditations and these tools are. So I was taught them in a way that it was to respect the sanctity of these teachings and I want to continue forward with that and when I share with someone who's truly interested their soul and heart is vibrating to know this I will work with you one-on-one to do that so I wanted to put that out there this is really just an opportunity for you to get more information of understanding of how it's so important why it's so important for meditation and breath work and yoga and what to do to shift your energy and your vibration so the mother's vibration frequency has a tremendous effect on the soul she will attract and that's what I shared before like how do I attract a certain type of soul well it's the radius and consciousness of you as you attract that subtle body that's going to incarnate right there's a vast number of souls who are ready to take on the human form and they need to make sure it's the right earth angel That will provide the right experiences, the opportunities, even your flaws or your mistakes or where you need to grow your weaknesses is a match, right? It's not about always being perfect. It's also about how that soul can elevate your consciousness and how you can create a foundation for them to elevate and step into their consciousness and their dharma. And we have this ability to change our frequency through yoga, through meditation, through prayer. So the child will learn from your state of consciousness while they're in the womb. Everything you consciously experience, your state of mind, your relationship to the world, how you will connect with your child are all transmitted to that child and become the foundation of that child's subconsciousness and what is the root of his or her personality. So I love how Yogi Bhajan says this, that he says the purest thing in the world is the heart of the mother, the heart chakra, the center of the mother. It is the purest thing in the world. It can move God. It can move the universe. It can cause an effect beyond limitation. The heart of the mother is the greatest power of infinity ever given to any finite being. There are certain things which can be considered the most superior things. Prayer of the mother prayer of the beloved and prayer of the spiritual self and spiritual teacher these are the four prayers which can alter and change destiny how incredibly powerful is that when i heard that in my first pregnancy that's when i knew that prayer and meditation have such a remarkable imprint and on ourselves it created so much calmness and so much synergy in me but I knew that's something that I wanted to commit to so when we talk about vibrational changes building your connection with your child there are ways that I like to do energetically through your breath work through the way that you place your hands through the prayers that we say through meditations that we do and so if that is something that interests you like I said if you want to introduce some kundalini yoga and meditation and just the breath work and the intentions please reach out to me it would be a great honor to pass this wisdom to you and to share it with you and like I said I do it one-on-one so we can schedule a hour-long coaching session where you'll have my undivided attention and I will teach these to you you can ask your questions we'll do it together so you get that joint synergy and that connection and you'll be able to carry it forward 
If yoga through pregnancy is something that you're considering, there are certain kundalini postures that help with delivery, labor, with connection of the baby that I can teach you. And there's also poses that we shouldn't do that we I can also make sure that you know as well to keep you safe. So I want to end with this, that mothers are truly the first teacher for the child. What a mother teaches a child in the womb can simply not be learned on earth. And that's why after that 120 days when the soul has been inhabited the body, it is so important to walk, to meditate, to breathe in a conscious way because these patterns are being imprinted in the child and 40 days after the child is born right as you breathe the way you breathe when you're feeding whether you're breastfeeding or you're bottle feeding how you're connecting the energy the vibrations the thoughts I continue to sing the prayer and do the meditations in that vibration and you'll feel so deeply connected you're engulfing your child in this protective bubble from the moment that they're even born and they're so helpless and they're so little, you can still clear out their subconscious and form the patterns and this calmness and plant these seeds within them. So I talk a lot about planting the seeds of meditation when children are, you know, three or four. Actually, I'll have to really go deeper and say, I think you plant them when they're in the womb. So I really, really hope this serves you well, that you found this fascinating. And again, please reach out. If you are pregnant, want to get pregnant, and you want to invite a soul into your, bo- into your body, into your vessel, into your life, I can certainly teach you different meditations that you can do to help you bring your vibration to that space. Sending you guys so much love. Thank you so much for listening. I love talking about this. So if you have any questions, definitely reach out to me. All right, guys, have a good one. Bye.